Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy, on a small planet called Gekonia, east of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river, comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. Good evening, everybody. Today is Sunday, 11-15-2015. It's great to be back on the air again, and we have a great show for you planned tonight. We have Mr. Nathan Hall. I'm going to go ahead and grab uh, Tim, my co-host, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about our guest. What's going on, Tim? What's happening, Dave? How are you doing? Doing well. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. I actually just got home from work. Just, uh... I've had time to say hello to the family, have a bite to eat, and get on the horn, get get ready for the show. All right, cool. I don't think he's called in yet, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Nathan. Uh, I actually I told him to call in, you know, a few minutes later since we always uh, talk for a while and then do the uh, sponsor plugs. But um, tonight okay. our, our guest is Nathan Hall, who it has many many years of experience in geckos. We'll have to. Uh, get the exact number of years from him, but um, he works with many, many different species. He actually started um, the Geckos Unlimited Forum, which is an awesome forum. You know, we usually talk about the um, the geckoforums.net, but another great forum um, that is more, you know, caters more to the rare species um, then geckoforms.net, um, Geckos Unlimited, as I said, uh, Nathan started it. And now he's also started the Gecko Enthusiast Forum, and he's also a professional photographer. So if you go check out any of his photography on the forums or on his Facebook page, um, you know, it's, it's top-notch photography. So it'll be cool to, uh, to get a chance to talk to him. He, he travels around a little bit, does some shows, and uh, has, as I said, has many, many years of experience, so it's always cool to have these kind of guests on the show, um, you know, to, to kind of reminisce a little bit about the past as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. Um, I guess uh, I guess I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but um, I just want to send my condolences to any of our listeners in France. I'm sure you feel the same way. Uh, Tim, with these uh, terror attacks that just happened. And uh, please stay uh, safe, everybody, over there. Do you have anything to say about that, Tim? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a horrible, horrible situation. It's everybody's, uh, you know, worst nightmare, really. And just uh, hope and pray that, you know, we don't see it again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Um, let's see. I guess that's it for the business part of the the show in the beginning. I guess we could start talking a little bit about our sponsors. Our sponsors are awesome. Um, I'm going to start just talking about some of the gecko breeders that sponsor the show. And uh, one of them is actually in the chat room right now. I see Wally from Supreme Gecko. What's up, Wally? I hope all is well with you. And shout out to the other people in the chat room, Barbara, Elsa, Gerard. We have a guest there, too. 
thanks for showing up tonight, guys. Uh, let's start with uh, Ron Tremper. Guys, check out Ron Tremper at leopardgeckos.com. He's got a uh, really cool price list with amazing geckos available on his available page. Also, um, he's got a great app for you guys called Leopard. It's, it's actually spelled LG Pro, uh, standing for Leopard Gecko Pro, and another one called Leopard Gecko Care. And they're both available on uh, Apple and Android phones, so check out the App Store for that as well. And uh, let's see. Um, so let's talk, I'll talk about a little bit, a little bit about Supreme Gecko. Check out SupremeGecko.com. Wally Kern does an awesome job. He breeds Cresties, day geckos, micro geckos, some weird stuff you don't see every day. His site has a wealth of information on it. Anything you really uh, need to learn how to care for the geckos uh, that he uh, sells and breeds is on that site. So check out SupremeGecko.com. And, of course, uh, Ohio Gecko, Mr. Thad. Uh, I haven't heard from him in a while. I wonder if he's still doing his thing, but we're going to shout him out anyway. Thad from Ohio Gecko. We know Thad because he does a great job with tangerines and is uh, pioneering the starburst fat-tail morph and other great uh, morphs and leopard geckos and fat-tails that you can find there. So definitely check out Ohio Gecko. Mr. John Scarborough from Gecko Boa Reptiles. You guys know him. He's been on the show quite a bit. Uh, very talented breeder, very well-known, respected. Uh, works a lot with uh, high-end leopard geckos, uh, some, a lot of species you don't see every day. And uh, definitely he's got the best subspecies in America right now, all the available ones you can buy, uh, subspecies of leopard geckos. So definitely check out Geckoboa Reptiles, geckoboa.com. He's also on Facebook. And uh, to mention the briefly, Gecko Forums. Check out geckoforums.net. There's a lot of history there with leopard geckos going back to 2006. And um, anything, every question that you could possibly have about husbandry or uh, breeding has been brought up there. And um, I know people don't use forums that much anymore, but it's still the best place to go. All right? So definitely check out geckoforums.net if you're a huge leopard gecko fan. All right, let's talk a little bit about our favorite feeder company, rainbowmealworms.net. I use Rainbow for all my shipments. I get 30,000 mealworms. Uh, it's actually a small superworm set here, sent here every week, <laughs> and uh, it's quite a lot. But uh, I stand behind mealworm, uh, Rainbow Mealworms personally, and a lot of other breeders in the industry do as well. Uh, we love Rainbow and Jillian uh, Spence, who runs the company. It's just awesome at customer service. So definitely check out rainbowmealworms.net if you haven't already. Great pricing, great customer service. And, of course, if you are at the point where you're going to be shipping your offspring to customers and uh, you want to do it the right way and get your FedEx labels through a company that uh, ships legally and has a license to ship live animals, then you should definitely use reptilesexpress.com. Great uh, shipping rates, the best that I've found, and the best supplies, uh, shipping supplies you can need. They have uh, the, the best boxes I've found by far. They have the really thick, it's like three-eighths-inch thick styrofoam insulation in them, um, and they're very clearly written uh, live animal handle with care on the boxes. You can't mistake their boxes. So uh, definitely like Reptiles Express. Check out reptilesexpress.com. All right, and... If you guys need racks and cages and incubators, two best places, seaserpents.com 
and hotboxincubators.com. I can't believe how much uh, how well he's doing. Uh, sea serpents is really, really doing very well uh, in the in the community, selling racks and building just amazing products. And I like to see a good company like that do well. So uh, shout out to you, Chris, over at Sea Serpents and Hotbox Incubators. Keep up the good work. And last but not least, if you guys need any promotional materials for your business, such as logos, banners, graphic design, and stickers, of course, check out reptilestickers.com. And on Facebook, it's Happy Gecko Sticky Situation. That's Rachel Lynch's operation. And she was on the show a few months back, if you'd like to hear her. So uh, those are our awesome sponsors. Of course, folks, mention the radio show with any of our sponsors, and they're going to hook you up. All right? Okay, cool. All right, Tim, you may want to give a give a text or something to Nathan. I don't see him in the in the uh, call queue yet. But uh, in the meantime, what's going on with your uh, geckos? Yeah, just uh, getting some geckos ready for uh, brumation. I've got some that have been down for a little while already. And... Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to get some babies fed up so that they uh, put on some weight to get them ready for for breeding next year. What about you? How's how's your collection been doing? Yeah, same, pretty much. Uh, I've been cooling them down a bit. Um, I actually just moved all my males. I have a new rack uh, specifically for males, and I because um, my males were kind of moved all over the place, and I wanted to try to organize things a little better, so. I got all my males in one rack together, and it's like 38 of them. Actually, no, 42, I think. Either 38 or 42 males. And uh, so not everybody is categorized and organized, and um, I'm starting to make my decisions about what I'm going to breed next year. And, of course, just like everybody else, I'm going to be very specific about the pairings I make. I'm not going to just breed them for the sake of breeding them because there's just a lot of geckos out there. So going to slow it down a little bit for 2016, just read the best of the best and um, focus on focus on the highest quality that I can produce as usual. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, it. But, yeah, things are slowing down a little bit. More eggs in the incubator, and uh, everybody's chilling out, more or less. That's, that's a lot of males, Dave. I'm, uh, I'm surprised you have so many. I need every one of them. Everyone's got a specific... Uh, like purpose, like I mean, just to name a few off the top of my head, I have, you know, different white and yellows, like a white and yellow tangerine. I have white and yellow raptor. I have white and yellow G project. I have, you know, different uh, tremper stuff, the pastel raptor, and you know, there's all different types of bell stuff. I mean, <laughs> they're all necessary. Like if if you're if you want to produce like certain things, you need them. You're just you just need them. So it's, uh, I could actually make a list of every single male I have. Maybe I'll do that. And, uh, you know, go so everybody knows exactly what I'm working with. But, yeah, and then, then just to figure, I mean, you know, 38, 42 males, and then I got females to go with those. And I have, you know, several females per male. So it's, it's a lot of geckos, Tim. <laughs> so this 2016 is going to, it's going to be the, the year Dave takes a little break, and uh, I'll gear up more for 2017, see how the community is, see how the market is, and, you know, see if it's uh, advantageous to breed a lot of geckos. We'll see. I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those people that's going to breed high-end animals and then sell them 
really cheap, you know, just to get rid of them. I'd rather just breed less expensive animals that are still nice and rather than crash the market on the really, really good stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys that sells out like that. So you guys can count on that. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You got to roll with the tide. And right now, a lot of breeders are out there having trouble selling their animals. And it's got a, I don't know, it's got a cycle. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, that's pretty much it that's going on here. I think uh, Nathan's on the line. Is he a 5112 area code, Tim? Um, I couldn't tell you, but if he's the only one on the line, bring him on. All right, well, we'll take a chance. All right, Nathan, I think this is you. Nathan Hall, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. This is me, guys. What's going on? Oh, not much. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Absolutely. Hey, first and foremost, guys, um, I just want to say my heart goes out to France, the tragedy in France. This is uh, horrific, and, and I know that it's all it's it's on our hearts and minds right now. So that's uh, yeah, kind of put a damper on uh, everything. But uh, I'm ready to talk geckos, guys. So let's do this. Cool. Awesome, awesome. It's it's so great to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, great to you be know, here, I gave guys. you I gave you a little introduction earlier. But why don't you go ahead and uh, and introduce yourself to to our audience. For sure, yeah. I uh, I have been a rock flipper, as I call us, <laughs> for um, for about thirty years. Um, I I started uh, my first website. I started in nineteen ninety five, ninety six. The Herpicultural Information Network. Uh, it was it was really just a. It was kind of when I, I was getting my feet wet with the internet and. Uh, it was a place that I could share information and and, uh, and animals that I had available, and I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it was, you know, it was one of the first back back then. It was it was one of maybe ten fifteen reptile websites, and and I I got to meet a lot of great guys. I started Geckos Unlimited in a little fuzzy. I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> right around uh, 2000, and uh, let's see, Gecko Enthusiast several years ago, uh, Austin Reptile Connection now, and uh, uh, Rare Geckos right around the time that I had Geckos Unlimited, and at Rare Geckos was myself, Scott Coltharp with uh, Texas Lizard Connection and Alberto Catalini with AM Gecko. And we had one, we had a, a pretty nice collection back then. Uh, we, we made a lot of trips to the ham show in Germany, bought and sold. You know how it goes. We, we typically bought more than we sold. <laughs> Isn't that the case? Isn't that the case always? It's like, you know, my poor wife, she's, she's, I say she's put up with this. I mean, she's, She's a she's an angel. I mean, uh, <laughs> um, any time that I have a great season, you know, what do we all do when we have a great season? We buy more animals. That's just how it goes. There's never there, there's never a time that uh, I walk away with uh, a, a chunk of money in my pocket, and I, and I never expect that. I don't want that. I, I'm a hobbyist through and through. Love what I do. So. And it's a, yeah. a very common theme. <laughs> I think, 
we smell our own, right? Uh, I think on another radio show, I recently listened to uh, Dave Kaufman um, from the yeah. Herpers oh, yeah. movies and from, you know, the, his uh, now his YouTube channel. And he was saying, you know, talking about it, and he put it very well. He said, you know, basically he makes these trips to go do shows, and, you know, by the time it's all said and done, basically he made the trip to give away the snakes, you know, all the money he spends on the flight and everything, <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. You basically go in there to give your stuff away. <laughs> we do this. We do this because we have that fundamental passion for these animals, and that's that's the bottom line. When I when I sell a Phylurus platurus for several hundred dollars, I turn around and and get a nicer setup for some animals or, or get into a new project. That's, that's the, that's the obsession. That's the sickness, if you will. Um, and, uh, and, and I love it. I mean, I'm guys, I'm 40 years old. I, I still can't believe that, but, uh, I, I've been doing this essentially all of my life. I mean, I, I was preparing for this, uh, podcast and I was looking back at, at some of the books. I have a pretty extensive uh, Herp Library, and in 1984, I got my first, my my dad, for Christmas 1984, gave me a book of reptiles and amphibians of Virginia and the Carolinas. And my, my dad was living, my parents are divorced, my dad was living in North Carolina at the time. He gave me this book, and I'm telling you, to this day, what, 84, what, 30, 30 years later, 31 years later, I still open that book. And I still kind of get the butterflies when I when I flip through the book because it's it's such a it's such a poignant memory, and that book is kind of a symbol of my passion for for herps, and it's, and especially and especially geckos, but but herps in general. I can relate to that completely. I have uh, all my my uh, reptile books from when I was a kid and. Including the Big Red Atlas, I'm sure you have that one too, Nathan. Absolutely, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, oh, every once in a while I open them up, and yeah, it's very nostalgic, and you know I can relate completely. It's a really cool sure. feeling. You know, it's it's funny because now with with the internet and and, and Facebook specifically, and and we've seen all of this, all of the. The issues, the drama with uh, within our community, but I wish we could get back to listen. Bottom line, we all do this because we are passionate about reptiles, reptiles and amphibians. If we can get back to that, and it, it, there, there's there's so much drama, and it's such a waste of time, and it's counterproductive. I mean, it's it, we don't want something to happen that that we're no we're not able to keep these animals anymore and 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 granted it's people who have essentially zero frame of reference they have no idea why we do what we do they don't understand it but it's our job to make sure that they understand we do this because we love animals and we love working with animals and we love spreading the word about how cool it is to work with animals and, and, and reptiles, especially. So it's, it's, I've gotten to that point where I'm, I'm, 
I'm sick of in, – in, we're in a society now, and sorry I'm getting preachy, but it's, it has to be talked about. Um, it's kind of the elephant <laughs> in the room. If you, it's the, it's the, it's the Leachianus in the room, if you will. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, we need to band together instead of you know, these splinter groups and people talking crap about this group and that group. We all do this because we are rock flippers. We love it. We're herpers, period. Now let's move on, right? Exactly. I don't think it's possible to go back, though. I don't think it's possible to go back, Nathan. I think we're in a a period of time where it's just too easy for people to connect with each other, and um, that's Uh, got its pros and cons, and of course, and it's, believe me, I think Facebook ruined, Facebook kind of ruined a lot of aspects of this for me. I still have my core passion for it, but I'm kind of like at the point where I just want to focus on my animals, and I don't. I just want to kind of be more of a recluse. I think I want to be a hermit. I want to kind of and that's too bad. shy away. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's forums. It, it, Facebook has somewhat made forms not not obsolete. I, I, I when people say that, I, I disagree with that. But it's it's quick. We live in an age where everything is a, is a sound bite. If, if you can't get that information in a half a second, you move on. And, and, and it's, and, and that, and that's peppered every aspect of society. So I, I just, I, I think, I don't know. It's hard. And, and you're right. I mean, we're there, there's no going back. I mean, this, this is the way it is, but we need to band together as a community because if we don't make no mistake, make no mistake, this will be legislated out of existence. We will never be able to keep herps again. And if you think that's not the case, look around. It's happening every day. Oh yeah. So, and that scares the crap out of me because this is, I love this more than anything. This is why I've, poured my heart and soul and thousands and thousands of hours into it because I love it because it's in my blood. It's in my bones. It's, it's what I do. I'm a photographer. I do that for a living. Um, but at the end of the day, when I unplug and detox, I'm in, I'm in the gecko room. I'm in the lizard room. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. working with the animals that I have. So I sorry I'm getting preachy and, and let's let's talk about you know it's fine it's fine let's, let's talk that's about what the animals but that's I, what but we're I here for we we gotta we we like our our guests to express what they're passionate about and and it's you know kind of a a little diary of of what's going on you know right certainly. now and it's certainly we all feel the same way that, we, yeah exactly. we all it's a transitional and, period I think. Indeed. But that's well, why it's, we, you know, we that's can't... why it's so frustrating. That's why it's so frustrating because we all do feel the same way. So mm-hmm. when so when you see this person saying this and this person saying that, like guys, come on, let's break bread, let's sit down, let's have a pint, let's share a pint, let's let's sit down and talk about why we do what we do because it's 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 common ground. It's it's what it's what we love. And and it and it kills me. And it's so easy now 
to get on, excuse my voice. I was at a Houston Rockets game last night screaming like a little schoolgirl. So (laughs) 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 if I sound like I'm going through puberty, uh, you know, please, please forgive me. Um, but uh, no, you sound fine. We, we, you know, we, this, this is, I couldn't imagine. And, and, and I'll get into as much detail as you guys want, uh, why I sold geckos unlimited, why I walked away from the hobby for a few years. I would, I would be more than happy to talk about that. But a, a lot of why I did that, I was, you know, I started geckos unlimited when I was, it was uh, 2000, right around 99, 2000. And I, as a matter of fact, Geckos Unlimited was going, was going to be Europlatus Unlimited because I was, a, and still am, a big fan of Malagasy Leaf Tales. Uh, I don't work with any here in Austin because it's so warm, but uh, I, you know, I, I put my heart and soul in, in Geckos Unlimited. And uh, I tried to run a, a large form. I had a collection at the time. I had about uh, a little under, I'd say probably 80, 80, 90 species trying to run the forum, doing shows. And, and it all just kind of, and, and figuring out life. I mean, I was, in my, I was in my 20s. I was recently married. I was still figuring things. Well, hell, I'm still figuring things out now, right? I guess we always <laughs> But uh, it, it all kind of came to a head and, and was, was overwhelming. And, and people ask me, well, why, why did you sell Geckos Unlimited? Why did you walk away? Because, I, because for the sake of my <clears> – there's my voice cracking, guys. <laughs> for the sake of my sanity <laughs> and my love for animals as, as much as that sounds a little cliche and it's like if you love it, set it free, it, it certainly was that. And I and I and I had to I had to focus on I was getting my degree in literature uh, from the University of Houston I was at University I was an aquatic biology major at University of Texas at Austin and then finished my um, I got my degree in literature at the uh, University of Houston so I was focused on getting my degree and yeah uh, you know I was a new I was I was a newlywed. And my wife was in medical school, and, and it was a crazy time, crazy time. And um, it was one of the hardest decisions I ever made. But it was one of the best decisions I ever made because I, I, needed, I needed to step away so I could find that passion again because it was, it was gone. I mean, when, when you walk in your lizard room or your reptile room and, you're, and it's not fun anymore, that's a problem. That's a problem, and I know it's happened to – how many guys do you know? How many people do you know that that's happened to? Countless, no, right? Yes, yeah. many, more than Countless. you can count. If you've been doing this for a while, it's, it's more than you can count, and, you know, everybody – you know, And that's okay, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not it, – it, it doesn't mean you're giving up, and I never gave up. I mean, there has not been a day when I didn't have herbs for – Gecko specifically for several years, there wasn't a day that I didn't think about working with them in some form or fashion. And, you know, I was, I was trying to get my career off the ground. I mean, I, I was never one of those. My wife knew at age five, she wanted to be a physician and she followed, 
She followed her goals and, and, and did it. I wanted to be an underwater cinematographer. <laughs> I wanted to be a gecko breeder. I wanted to be, you know, a real estate. T- I, 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 I did a lot of dabbling. And finally, when I settled on photography and realized that this is, man, I finally, and, and this was at 30, 34 years old. I settled on photography. I'm like, man, this is what I want to do. This makes me happy. This makes me get up in the morning and, and, and be excited about life. And, and then I started getting more animals again and, and, and getting excited about it again. And, and there's where we are now. And I, and I started Gecko Enthusiast and, and granted that forum I spend more time on Facebook. <laughs> I spend more time on Facebook than than I do on on any forum, and I think that's just for better or for worse. That's the evolution of uh, of w- what we do as far as um, blogs and and social media and forums are concerned, because it's 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 quick, fast, easy, and so. Yeah. Now you got oh. you got ahead of me a little bit there, Nathan. But if I could back you up a little bit, tell absolutely. Us, you know how you got into herbs originally, and then more specifically how you ended up to you know specializing in geckos. Of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. So I um, let's see. Back in nineteen seven. No. <laughs> uh, I uh, <laughs> so my. My family moved to Austin in 1979. I was I was four years old. Uh, my dad was a professor at Georgia Tech before we moved to Austin. Then we got to Austin, and uh, I was like I said, and I've said a million times, I was I I was one of those kids. You either get it or you don't. You see a rock, you flip it. Why do you flip it? Because you want to see what's under the rock. And that's the fascination, and that's what that's what started. And moving to and, and being in Austin in the late seventies and eighties, it was not. It's it's not the big city that it is today. Um, it was still, you know, it was a college town. But we, uh, my parents purchased a little house in, um, in essentially what's northwest Austin, and uh, it is prime habitat for Garahanotis infernalis, the Texas alligator lizard which is one of my all-time favorite lizards. So I would run around, you know, four, five, six, seven years old and uh, catch alligator lizards. I met a guy when I was out running around when I was a little kid with my parents and my my stepbrother, Lucas. Shout out to Lucas. Uh, I met a guy. His name is David Mollendorf. He is one of the arachnid kings of the United States, the nicest guy in the world. And that is the man who really planted the seed and got me into reptiles. As a matter of fact, he's the manager at a local reptile store called Zookeeper in Austin, Texas. And he is there to this day, and I see him on a weekly basis. And he gave me my first pair of toke geckos, wild-caught, mean, you know, Wild caught tokes, and uh, that's that's when I fell in love. At, at eight years old, pair of tokes fell in love, 
And uh, that's kind of what started the whole interest in, in geckos. And, and I ran with it. And that was, geez, I hate to admit it because uh, I'm an old man. But, that, I mean, that was 30, that was 30, 32 years ago. And, uh, you know, a couple hundred species later, uh, I, the interest is even more intense today as it was then. And uh, I moved, I moved all over the country. Um, I moved to Denver after, uh, after Austin and, and you know, no geckos in Denver, but a lot of garter snakes and bull snakes. And, um, and then kind of, the next big step in in the interest was I moved to Tucson, Arizona in fifth grade. And that's when a lot of people know me as a uh, a big Coleonics fan. And um, that's when my passion for Coleonics in, in the desert really started. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I kept in bread. Fairy Goddess Bogardi, the Tucson Bandits, when, uh, when right around fifth, sixth grade, excuse me. <coughs> and um, you know, my my parents encouraged the interest, and and uh, but that that was really kind of the foundation, getting getting the paratokes from David, and and working with Coleonics in, in in Tucson, and falling and absolutely falling head over heels in love with the desert. That's probably why I work with more desert species, whether it be Namibian species from Africa or Australian species. I tend to work with more desert species. And uh, when I, you know, we moved all around and then I moved back to Austin in 1993 to uh, to go to college. Um, like I said, I, my freshman year, I was an aquatic biology major at UT. I was also a young kid and more excited to chase girls than, than go to class. (laughs) 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 It happens, but I was even more head over heels. Like every, every girl I saw, I fell in love with. So, um, but I, but I got my first pair of Peridura Picta from zookeeper, um, which was around then, and uh, in 1993, and and I discovered how fecund they actually were, and that's kind of when the whole the whole breeding thing started. So that was what 22 years ago, and uh, I started breeding a handful of species. I managed a reptile store called Herpeton. Rest in peace. It was it, it needed to go, <laughs> and I and I worked as a. Uh, I worked. I, I did aquarium uh, and maintenance and design when I was 18 years old. Fish is. I, I'm actually a big aquarist as well, and 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 have been most of my life. I'm just kind of now getting back into it and reigniting that passion. But uh, um, anyway, so mid 90s roll around. I, I dropped out of school because I had a I had an amazing point eight. GPA at the University of Texas. It's hard to be that bad. <laughs> so, um, and I there must have been a lot. Dude, there must have been a lot of girls there, dude. Uh, hey, have you been to Austin? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have not. It's it, it, yes, yes. I was. I was certainly preoccupied. Um, so I moved back to Tucson and I worked for a company called um, 
uh, defunct, but I work for a company called uh, Reptile Solutions slash Saltwater Solutions. And I spent a lot of time herping the desert and studying coleonics in the field. And I saw, you know, and unfortunately I saw the bad side of the reptile industry and mass importation and mass deaths. And I, and I, and, and, and I didn't like it, but I, but I learned a lot working for these guys and I made a lot of great contacts. And that's right around the time that uh, I started working with high yellow leopard geckos <laughs> and then <laughs> high yellow yeah yeah i mean this this dates me like nothing else the high yellow was was it and i mean if you saw them now you you, you chuckle but i mean the, i was working with animals that were just what what i thought at the time and what was available these beautifully yellow leopard geckos and we need to touch on the whole speed sights, lemon blast thing eventually because that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, so I so I worked with uh, a lot of leopard geckos and maybe fifteen twenty other species. Uh, I met a guy uh, just outside of Suora National Monument in Tucson. He he worked with a lot of uh, Oedura or Edura as should be said, but. Uh, um, a lot of velvet geckos, so I, I I focused a lot on velvet geckos and then the eublepherid geckos, and uh, yeah, moved back moved back to Austin in '96. That's when I started the Herpetoculture Information Network, and that was one of, like I said, one of the first reptile websites. There were maybe I would say 10, 15, 20 other reptile websites at the time, and I had care sheets and sold sold surplus animals and uh i was just kind of kind of getting my feet wet with photography so i shared some some of my uh mediocre photos i thought they were fantastic at the time but i go back and look at them now i'm like wow you know frame of reference so um and at, at right around that time i i had a little tiny little ad in uh reptiles magazine when it started out and I was selling a lot of my velvet geckos and that's how I met guys whom I still have relationships with today. Phil Tremper, Casey Lassick, Tom Wood, Carl Lerner, Tim Title, Jeff Noonan, you know, all those guys. And, and those guys really helped me along because I was, you know, I was 21, 22, 23 then. And I, and I, you know, I made minimum wage. So, you know, when you, when you, <laughs> when you want, um, uh, then it was Diplodactyl ciliaris, now Strophura ciliaris. When when you want a pair of those, <laughs> when you're 22 years old and, and you make six dollars an hour, you have to you have to get creative. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did. There was a lot of begging and pleading, and come on, just help me out. And you know what? Actually, a lot of these actually, guys came through, especially Casey Lassick. And 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 to this day, uh, I just talked to him last week. I mean, he he is. If you had to pin me down and say who is the most influential person in your life at a, as a herpetoculturist, it would be Casey Lassick because he he is he's done more for our passion hobby than than a lot of people out there. So, and I, and I still, 
cherish the relationship that I have with him. So it's uh, it's really funny you mention that. I think I got my um, my first Tillieris when I was about twenty, and uh, it was at a Daytona Expo, and nice. uh, I, I don't think I had ever even seen one before. And it was on like a a flippers table, you know, kind of a, a couple tables these guys had that just had a lot of mixed different species, and they just had had one Tillieris on it. And I think I traded, you know, like five hatchling leopard geckos and two hundred <laughs> bucks for it. Right, right. But you saw <laughs> it. You saw it, and you're like, I can't. This is insane. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, it was very, very similar timeline. And then actually, I met Tom Wood last weekend for the first time. And, I have uh, not met Tom in person, Tim. I haven't met him in person. I've and I've known the guy for twenty. Plus years. How crazy is that? <laughs> and 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 uh, actually, the, the show where I met him at, um, Phil Tremper was there also. So it was it was a pretty cool. Uh, That's great. Pretty cool little show up here. And then probably John Heiser is another one that you probably never met in person. At, but no, yeah. Have, John, have communicated John's very with. Active, very active on the on the um, Geckos Unlimited forum, and uh, I've talked to John quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's really uh really interesting, you know. And then and same thing, you and I, you know, had communicated years and years ago. I, I purchased a gecko from you years and years yeah. ago and then we didn't actually meet until Tinley this year. So that I, was which, that was really incredible. cool. And you came up to me and you were talking and I it because I'm you know, I I, I had a blonde moment <laughs> and I'm like, like, Oh, of course, right, Tim and you asked me to do this. And and man, I I don't think I stuttered. I was like, uh, absolutely, I'll do it. So well, I, you know, I was I was on you know Geckos Unlimited for all these years and years, and but you know most most of the time, yeah, I was I was one of the lurkers. You know, I was always uh, just the one absorbing all the information, not really uh, asking too many questions or, or putting too much stuff out there. And also around the same time was the. Uh, you know, probably around, you know, the early 2000s was the um, the Dakota uh, email list. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure you yeah. you were on that, right? Yep, yep. And and those names, you know, it's so interesting to go to go back to that. And for people that aren't familiar, you know, way before you know websites and everything were really familiar. Yeah, uh, and, there were and used. There were clunky listservs. <laughs> yeah. So someone yeah. would would post a question, and it would go out as an email to everyone who was on the email list, and then everybody would just respond back to it. So it would kind of oh, was like a forum, man. you know. But it was just you know, you know, Julie Bergman and and those kinds of names were were on. Right. And, yeah. And yeah. and the information was great. It was fantastic. I mean, this this is when you would get guys like, you know, uh, well, even before that, when you would get, you know, Jeff Noonan and and those guys who would actually respond to to questions, and those guys wouldn't be caught dead on a on a on a on Facebook now, you know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, and uh, it's funny because after. So uh, you know, after the mid '90s, and I I moved. Long story short, heartbroken. You know, my first love, heartbroken. 
what am I going to do? You know, I moved to, I moved to Houston. My, my dad was in Houston at the time. He's like, just come down here. I think he was really worried about me because I was, you know, I was head over heels and, uh, kind of lost it. And, and when I, when I got to Houston, I, uh, I started, I, I was working at a, at a fish store called fish ranch, actually a nice little fish store. And I was doing a lot of the salt water and, and freshwater setup. And that was right around the time, 99, 2000, when I met my wife, um, truly. And uh, that's when I started Geckos Unlimited. Uh, started Geckos Unlimited, I think, 2000, 2001. And like I said, it was going to be a year of place Unlimited. And that's the time I got my first, a little bit before that, got my first group of Crested and paid way more than I even care to admit. But... <laughs> But they weren't, you know, there weren't that many available, and um, I was, I really wanted to work with, and I was doing more, I was doing a lot more on the internet, and I was doing reptile websites for people, and and by that time I had um, probably 50 or so species, and I was busy with the forum, and uh Something crazy happened, uh, and I don't know if you remember this, Tim, but Scott, uh, Scott from Texas Lizard Connection, his his place got broken into, and um, it was it was a really big deal because Scott, you know, Scott is most is why I love the guy to death and why I consider him one of my best friends in the world. He's he is one of the most humble guys out there, and the reason why there are is. Uh, the Wheelery Synctus are, are as popular and common as they are, are guys like Scott because he was producing them on a, on a pretty large scale and he was producing a lot of Nefurus for that fact, but he, uh, his place got broken into and these were some stupid meth heads who had no, you know, they didn't know anything about reptiles, but uh, they saw that, you know, he had racks upon racks of, of geckos and they stole, you know, probably six figures worth of animals. And, um, you know, of course, Scott didn't have insurance and, and uh, you know, he had all the, he had all the albino um, levis pilbarensis and, and, of course, a, just a lot of amazing animals. And he pretty much had to start from scratch. And that's when, Alberto, because Alberto at the time was really doing well with uh, leopard geckos, and Scott and I had just started getting to know each other, and so we joined forces, and that's when we started Rare Geckos. And it was a really, really great time. Um, that was kind of around the time when, you know, I was I was just trying to kind of... <laughs> figure out what I was going to do with my life. And, um, and, but we started doing the, the ham show and we were, we were sending a lot of animals back from, uh, from Europe. A lot of the animals, a lot of the Toleonics, Elegons, Elegons, you know, a lot of the animals you see like, um, uh, uh Leachianus, the, the, um, the Troger, Mount Cogus. I actually got a lot of, um, the starter animals from Michael Troger uh, in, in the mid-2000s and, and brought, I don't know, 15, 20 animals back. But uh, we were doing that show quite often. And, and, you know, like I said earlier, 
that's when I kind of walked away from everything and needed to do what I needed to do. And, and certainly, um, you know, there were a lot of rumors out there why I walked away, but, but, you know, I'm telling you guys right now and everybody listening, I, I walked away because I burned out. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I was a newlywed and, um, it, it just, I, I needed, I needed to step away. It was the best thing I've ever done because now I'm more passionate than I've ever been at 40 years old. I've got a, a collection that I'm proud to have and I'm working with some amazing and I, I have about 50, 50 or so species of geckos. I work with pink tongue skinks, blue tongue skinks, uh, agernia, uh, alligator lizards, um, several snake species and uh, man, I'm happy. I enjoy it. I really love what I do. And and so tell us a little bit how you combine, you know, your your career and um and then your your photography. That's the best part. That's the best part. That is the best part. My studio is uh you know, on the same floor as my reptile room and so I have a, a setup and I can go I grab animals, I take them into the studio, and I get to combine my two passions. And uh, it's 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 kind of a dream come true because when I'm bored with, <laughs> you know, when I'm when I'm tired of photograph photographing a, a, a you know a portrait of someone or a model who's who's complaining that he or she is too heavy or whatever. I get to uh, <laughs> I get to go grab animals and take them over to the studio and 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 take some shots that I'm really proud of because I get to I get to tinker you know when when the wife and you know I have two boys uh, and as you know Tim and and I'm sure you too David I mean I, that, that's that's certainly uh, when it's all said and done I mean that that's what is most important to me in my life or my 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 kids and my wife and 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 I do my best to be a a good husband and and being and and being a good husband means being a happy husband and a happy husband is (laughs) one who gets to go and and I get to play with my lizards and photograph them in the studio and and it's fun man it's fun I, I I certainly enjoy doing it and you know the next step is shooting some nice HD video of of my animals because I've got the I've got the setups to do it. It's just a it's just a laziness issue with me. <laughs> so, uh, but I but I sure you know but I but I really want to because you don't see a lot of and granted, you know, now with with these smartphones it's like they're they're they can shoot some incredible photos and video, but I you know, I work with Canon five D Mark Threes and I can shoot some really high quality video and I want to do I would like to instead of you know here's a care sheet this is what you need to do it's hands on and you can see how I keep my animals what I do the maintenance and everything and eventually I'll get there but uh yeah that would be really awesome to see and I'm sure um you know a lot of our listeners would would eat that up so you got to keep us posted on when uh, there's a lot when yeah, you get around to that. Let me just say I, I've already started and um, I, I'm just 
you know, I'm a premier, I'm a Adobe Premiere Pro guy, and uh, you know, I'm putting together some some really neat tutorials that instead of you know, like I said, instead of just here's a care sheet, feed them this many, you can actually see how I set them up, how I incubate the eggs, how I cool them down, how I and and that's I I, I think those are the positive things when it comes to the internet because you can really share I mean you can share everything and how often do you guys get on YouTube it's like now I'm 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 really into I, I'm a hobbyist by nature I think we all are but I, I'm kind of back into I always had reef tanks and now I'm I'm doing uh, freshwater nano plant tanks so I've spent <laughs> more time than I care to admit on YouTube just watching freshwater <laughs> hour after hour after hour and my wife looks over we're in bed and she looks over and she's like seriously i'm like you married me sucker <laughs> so, you know so it's just when when i become passionate about something anything um i research like crazy because i love to learn and i think that's why i never really focused on this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's why I like photography so much because, man, it's ever-changing. And there are guys who, I say guys, there are men, women who are amazing wedding photographers, but they can't, they can't shoot macro for squat, you know? And that's what's so cool because within photography, there are dozens of, 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 of different um, you can specify in portrait photography and, and I'm still, you know, I shoot pretty much everything, but, uh, because I like to, I like to shoot everything. So. Variety keeps it, keeps it interesting, right? Amen. Amen. For sure. So tell us a little bit, you know, tell us some of the species you're working with now and, and sure. you know, after, after all these years of, uh, I'm sure in the early days tinkering with, uh, you know, heat lamps from from Home Depot and uh, incandescent bulbs <laughs> I've, to all the fancy stuff all. we get to we get to use now. I've done it all, absolutely. I mean, we it, it's really cool because we're we're in a time where with all the technological advances and and you see that like with the aquariums that I have now instead of using. Um, you know, we're, we're LED for everything, and, and granted, you can't do that with herps that need UVB, but um, there's still the, the, the leaps and bounds. I mean, the, or like you said, the days of clamp lamp, heat lamps, and uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like those days are, are those days are over. We want we want tight, compact, fitting, customizable, and and it's happening. So, um, species-wise, I'll just kind of go through um, first section of the lizard room. <coughs> Excuse me, all coleonyx. Um, I have coleonyx brevis, Texas banded gecko. Uh, I have coleonyx mitratus, the Central American banded gecko. I have um, coleonyx elegans, the Yucatan banded. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I have uh, very goddess, very goddess, um, western slash desert banded. Uh, let's see what else. I, so that's 
that's one wall um, because I am a huge Sandy Gecko fan. Always have been, always have been, always will be. Uh, I think they are ideal because they, they you don't you don't have to keep them in super large setups because in the wild they stay in relatively small areas. So, <clears throat> excuse me. You guys talk a lot and do this all the time. I'm, I've got to. I got to throw a little <laughs> in my mouth here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I work with a lot of banded geckos. That's that wall. Um, next wall would be all of my um, web-footed geckos. I, I, I think if you know me at all, you know that I have been um, a huge fan and have been working with. Pachydactylus uh, rangy or rangi for many, many years. So I have a, um, that wall is, um, those guys also have Pachydactylus vanzili. That's also my snake wall. I have Anteresia, the uh, dwarf uh, pythons. I have children, or children I, the children's pythons. I have um, gray band king snakes. I have hognose snakes. Uh, next wall, I've got uh, knobtails, pretty much all knobtails and uh, diplodactyls. So I've got um, uh, Amy I, Wheeler, I think this, Levis, Levis, Levis um Vertebralis. Uh, let's see what else. Um, diplodactyls, Galliaeus. And then the back wall in the back room, Strophurus. Um, and those are all in caging with, as far as lighting and heating, I combine both. I use the T5 high outputs. Um, my lizard room, since I'm in Austin, Texas, it gets quite warm. So I keep them, uh, yeah, the, the, the adult, the adult pairs stay about, uh, hot spot, 80, 88 degrees down to about, 78 degrees um, cage floor, and those are I've got Solaris, uh, Solaris, Spinageris, Wellingtoni. Um, on that wall, next wall, pink tongue skinks, um, all my adults, and then next wall, my alligator lizards and my blue tongue skinks, and then the back wall are all my Rachidactylus, um, Leachianus. Uh, auriculatus and oh and then part of that wall are my Australian leaf tails so Phyllaris platurus Cotanulatus and then uh, Goniosaurus the the Ryukyu Peninsula uh, animals uh, Orientalis and that's it, guys. That's that's the room. So it's about 50, that's it. that's... 50, 50 species of geckos. Um, and then all the other animals, it keeps me... It's another full-time job. Love it. Uh, I do it when the wives and kids are asleep. <laughs> um, I'll throw on... I, I've watched... I think I've watched every Netflix movie that exists. Because <laughs> I've got my little laptop, and so I'll watch you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, and do it. And, 
you know, projects for 2016. I've got a lot of some stuff I won't really talk about right now because I, I'm excited to to show people when, you know, I'm trying to prove some stuff out. And uh, when I do, you guys will see it for sure. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's it's so interesting. And, and like you said, you know, uh, the, the videos you're working on, you know, that's something it, that's so cool to get to go check out other people's setups and, and stuff like that. And, and something that's Certainly. so hard to do, you know, John, John Heiser and I have been good friends for a long time and, you know, we, we don't live that far away from each other. And yet I still haven't, uh, had a chance to check out his place and, and, uh, you know, videos like that is, is a really cool way to do it. Uh, you mentioned, it, 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 you know, it is. And, and it's funny because it, I've, you know, I take a lot of photos and I do that, but I, I, I don't know about you actually. No, I know because we, we all <laughs> we're, we're, we're cut from the same mold. I mean, when I see a video, and even if it's a shaky iPhone video, I still dork out, you know? I mean, I still <laughs> love it. Like, I can't get enough of it. But I really want to shoot some videos that are – and I'm not – I mean, come on. I, I am – I'm no uh, Martin Scorsese, but all I'm trying to do is I want, I want to add some quality to um, these videos because I am a photographer, and I think that – if I put, I, and I'm a perfectionist for sure, so I want to have some really cool videos. And instead of, like I said, ad nauseum. I mean, instead of, here's a care sheet. Well, here's a video. This is what I do, and this is how I do it. With the with the caveat, this is what works for me in Austin, Texas. You know, because conditions are different here. But you can. It, it, can somewhat be standardized, and I and I think that um, putting out some neat videos. I mean, that's just kind of that's I get to I get to play around and 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 that's that's incorporating my photography with my passion for for herbs, and so that's kind of a the next big step for me, if you will. That's awesome. You, that's how uh, Dave built up his big empire over there. His, uh, yeah, his YouTube Dave's channel is, is monstrous. Dave's a great, Dave's <laughs> a great, great guy. And you know, I've watched those, I've watched his DVDs multiple times because they're just it, that it, it, it didn't exist. It didn't exist, and 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 I love. I mean. And I haven't really talked about this as much, but I am an avid herper. I go to West Texas and really around the world as, as much as I can. But I, I certainly make the pilgrimage to West Texas every year without fail. And that is, I mean, that's my reset. You know, that that's that's my that's my big fat antidepressant pill. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what I need to keep me sane. And if I don't get to go, I'm I'm not a nice person because I, I I've been going every year, almost for the last twenty years, and I and I adore it. I adore it. I get I I get to go out to West Texas, middle of the night, and look look for herps, and I can't think of anything better. Seeing these animals in their natural habitat, and that's why we do. And and it, you know it's funny because I I've I've defended what I do. And, I, and it sucks that I have to do it, but 
you know, there are people who are like, why do you keep these animals in cages? And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you, you talk to people who, who don't understand what you do, but thankfully there are, I mean, I would say uh, definitely thousands and thousands, if not millions of us out there who, who get it, but as important as, um, maintaining, uh, keeping these animals, breeding them. And, uh, I, I think as important as, is just getting out and herping. So. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, Dave Kaufman, his, his videos are really good. And actually, if anybody hasn't checked out the, uh, the herpers TV with, with Ron, Pepper, who, who we're actually going to have on next week. But, um, but I was also talking about YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel of David's Fine Geckos, our, our host Dave, who uh, who has quite a few oh, followers. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, thanks, Tim. Sorry, 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 Dave. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's all good. Everybody uh, starts you, somewhere, man. You mentioned, yeah, and, and no one, no one would accuse Dave of being a, a Martin Scorsese. <laughs> but it's not. not it is not about you know again it's it, it's just at least doing it and and getting it out there because i don't i just i i man i devour that information whether it be it be in print or uh you know videos i i devour every little bit of information and i think that any like-minded person you guys we, we all do. And um, all I'm saying is I, I just want to – it's fun for me, and I've got the time to do – well, uh, it's a three-year-old and an 11-month-old, and I, I say I've got the time. But I, I'll make the time to do it and um, and make some some neat videos. That I, and, I, and I get to play with the cool camera gear that I have. And, um, and I think that's fine. And I think that'll benefit, it'll benefit everyone. And I can kind of, and I can talk about why I do what I do and why I don't shotgun treat animals. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it just, I, I philosophically, I, I think that I'm, I'm more of a, if it ain't broke, I mean, I still use vermiculite, um, but I've also produced, tens of thousands of animals and I, and I've had good luck with vermiculite. Um, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't treat a lot of animals. If animals are happy and healthy, there's, there's no need to treat them. Um, I think people get a little overzealous with that. And that's what, I mean, treating a well, panicure for one. I mean, you, you can overdose panicure and it's fine, but, when, you, when we start talking about flagell and, and other medicines, I mean, you, you have to be careful. And giving them an arbitrary amount of medicine can 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 do damage fast, and and that worries me. So I think people need to be a little more conservative when it comes to treating and really focusing on why is the animal not thriving in the, in the environment that they're in. Well, let's tweak that first, and then if we have to treat then we'll treat, but, I, but, but I, I see it a lot of times. I see it the other way around and that, that worries me because I think that's a fundamental flaw and that has to be addressed. And the only way of addressing that is talking about it on, 
you know, <laughs> on a blog or on a forum or, or on social media. And really just instead of saying, okay, this is status quo and this is why, well, why do you really do it? Because everyone else does? Well, no, that's, 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 that, that's flawed thinking. So um, all I can say is from 30 years experience, 20 years experience of breeding, this is what works for me and this is why it works for me. And I will explain if it doesn't work for you where you are in your circumstances. And, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't have that ego that, well, you're doing it wrong. I mean, if it's working for you and your animals are happy, that's the bottom line, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. Oh yeah. And, and, and then also just giving, you know, giving some ideas on, on different things to tweak to get it to work for you is, is a really tough learning curve for, for newcomers, you know, and especially for even for people who, you know, keep leopard geckos or keep a, a couple other, you know, of the more common species and, and want to get into the more rare species, you know, that's the kind of thing to, to be able to learn from is a, is a right. great tool, a great opportunity and uh, you know, it's, it's, but therefore, it's, therefore, it's our duty to to make sure that people understand that that this is just because someone says this is the right way to do it. We have to challenge, and, and there is a difference. Let me make this clear: there's a difference between challenging and just heckling and being a jerk. Because we, I mean, I see that so much that I shy away from. I mean, you don't see me on a lot of Facebook groups because it's just, you, you know, you, you've got a kid who has one leopard gecko and they've read some stuff on the Internet and now they're an expert. Well, you know what, kid, you need to understand that it, it, it's, it's all fine and good until you have major issues, which you will have. If you do this long enough, you're going to have problems and you're going to have you're going to scratch your head and you're going to ask for help. And no matter who you are, if you've been doing this your whole life, you, man, I learn from people who have been doing this for a few years. And I am, I am, like I said, I don't let my ego get in the way of proper husbandry and what's right for the animals. Because bottom line, if, if your animals become a commodity and all you care about is making money over the health of the animals, then you better get your ass out. We don't want you. We don't want you. But if you can, and I'm not saying because I know plenty of people who do this for a living and and good for them, but once animal health suffers, you need to hang, you need to get out. And I think you guys both agree that. Oh yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. And, and also, like you said about you know what what works for you in in Texas, you know we we talk about for that sure. on the show all the time. You know, we both Dave and I live in the Northeast, and you know humidity and and temperature right. and humidity at different times of the year, you know, changes so much and could even be different from you know if I have animals down in my basement, you know, which is right. past below ground compared to right. if I have animals in a bedroom, you know, upstairs. But uh yeah, Nathan, I'm, if I, I could, mean, I am literally what we're middle of November, which is crazy. <laughs> um I'm I'm at least a month away, if not 6 weeks away from cooling anything 
It's 70s here during the day. 70s and 60s at night. I can't cool. Unless I have a walk-in or a big wine fridge, I'm not cooling anything yet. So it's it, it there there's you, you can you can have the steps, you know, the recipe, but you're always going to have to to tweak it for your specific circumstances and and I, I, that's that's why I have an issue and and, and I've been, hey I have plenty of care sheets out there but you always need to challenge those this is what you have to do and this is why because it's because it's not you know it's not always safe it's like having kids I have both of my my boys are infinitely different from each other. And when people say, well, you know, to get your kid to sleep, this is what you need to do. Well, it didn't work with that kid. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's anything. It's, it's what works for you and your animals. Go with it. But, but granted, there are the fundamental, all right, they eat, you know, three to five crickets every other day or blah, blah, blah. But it, I just, I just, people are, they need to kind of, Think on their own and <laughs> and 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 do what works uh, best for the animals and and it worries me because I see I see that laziness kind of coming up in in, in social media because we're, we're it's 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 all quick sound bites and and this is you know get your animal off you know impaction and this is what's going to happen and and it, it's, it's, do your research bottom line do your research. Go to the library. Well, are there any libraries left? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maven, you, you you mentioned earlier about uh, you know uh, early, uh, early. Hey Tim, hold on one second. Early... Tim, one second ahead, before Tim. we trans before we transition. We have a caller. It's been on the line for about a half an hour. Um, oh. Nathan, would you like to take a caller uh, with questions? Oh yeah, of course. Poor thing. <laughs> okay. Let's... Uh, the call from the 817 area code. You're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, what's up, Nate? It's Sean Heffernan. Hey, Sean. How are you? Not too bad, man. How's it going? Oh, you know, doing my thing. Hey, I uh, just, you know, I'd, I'd, two things. One, um, Nathan got me back into the hobby. I kind of did the same thing he did where I was in it for a while and kind of got away, burned out, wanted to get back in and, Nate got me back in the hobby, giving me my first pair, or not giving me, getting me back into it with a pair of Chihua that um, um, really re-sparked the interest in industry. So I wanted to say thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Congrats. Yeah, and uh, all your feedback on incubation, it was funny you were just talking about that, because your feedback on incubation rendered me 100% hatch rate on Chihua this year. Awesome, man. So, That's so great to um, hear. You know, and uh, Sean, I, I was... You know, I was excited. Anytime I, I you get animals from me, I'm always excited because I know they're going to get the best care, and you're going to end up doing better with them than I ever did. So. <laughs> uh, that's great, man. I really appreciate so, the call. And uh, so, yeah, the question for everybody would be: if you were able to only keep one species and everything else had to disappear uh, out of your house, what would that one species be? Uh, <laughs> That's like saying what's your favorite band, man. Come on. Hey, I've got um, I've got one of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um wow. 
I'll bet you know the answer. I'll bet you know what I'm about to say. Rangy eye? You got it, my brother. Yeah, that's the only thing I've... Yep. That's it. That's it. Now, now, that's now it. I just got to take... Now I just got to be able to get one and not have a freak incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll hook you up. I mean, I, I know that was a freak incident, and I know, I mean, because I told you this so many times. Oh, it, yeah. It's funny because when people see juvenile web for the geckos, they're like, wow, that looks like the most delicate animal on the planet. I'm like, no, no, they're almost bulletproof. They're almost bulletproof. And, and I know you had that issue, but oh, – yeah. uh, Dude, that I promise you, that was that's one in a million, and don't don't let it sour because you'll do quite well with them, and they're they're a blast. And oh yeah, you uh, nailed it. You nailed I'm it. I mean, if, if not, I'm, I'm um, if not web footed, I may say um, one of the bandits, you know, for Coleonics. Yeah, and, not, and that's, I'm a hard, that's a hard that's a hard question. I, I, let me say let me say top three. Say web-footed, and then maybe uh, one of the band, maybe Coleonix Brevis or Mitratus, and then maybe Infernalis. Well, if we're talking lizards in general, yeah, it's like <laughs> alligator lizard. Is... <laughs> we can, yeah, so, we yeah. can go on and on, but as yeah, far as geckos go, I mean, and, it's, you know. And I'm really excited. I hope our project pans out, too. I I, uh, I, I think about it all the time, so. So you can tell, you know, let let people know. I mean, you you don't have to be critical. Uh, we're um, please talk about it. You sh- are you sure? Oh yeah. So so I picked up at the uh, NARBC here in Arlington. Um, I had the pleasure of working with Nate, and I'm trying to remember the gentleman. Was that Tim? That was that uh, was Larry Boyle. But yeah, he Larry he's, Boyle. He's that's been right. running Tim Title's collection for yep. 17 years. So I had the pleasure of picking up a a. a Nephorus, uh, or no, I'm sorry, a, uh, uh, what was it again? It was a, um, yeah, Levis, brain just went Levis, yeah, Nephorus, Levis, Pilberensis. Yep, Pilberensis, that's right. Um, sorry guys, I've been working on, I'm working on my grad school and I was doing homework all night too. So, um, <laughs> but I had the, I had the pleasure of picking one up from him that was a, a head for patternless possible head albino and, uh, sent it home with, sent it, sent it home with Nate, uh, this, for this breeding season and, uh, We've had it paired up with a female albino pilberensis this whole time, and we're we're hoping for some eggs here soon to hatch out some. We're fingers crossed, and that we'll get some uh, albino pilberensis here in, in Texas here soon. So, yes, sir. Beautiful animal. He's he's really really incredible. Just stunning that's, animal. So that's so, so thanks, cool. And that's thanks to Tim. An, that's thanks another to thing. Tim you know, Ray. another species that you know was was somewhat even you know, common or, or it seemed like they were, there were more around 20 years ago than there are now. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. And and it's funny because, you know, when I got back into it after a few years, all the, all the Diplodactylus I had, um, Tessalatus and I guess it's now, um, Lucasium Damium, but, uh, it was Diplodactylus Damius. Um, all those Diplodactylus, you just don't see them that much anymore but now you see certain nefura species that, <laughs> that nobody had so you know it's 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 really interesting and and i feel like we've 
we've kind of bridged that gap. I mean, it used to be, and, and, and granted, Boone and Title and a lot of those guys were were bringing animals back from Europe long before we did. But I feel like it's easier now, and um, and that's great for all of us. I mean that that that's great because we can work with species that we never thought in a million years we were going to be able to work with. And um, I think that that really is, um, the, uh, again, along with the <laughs> the crap we have to deal with with social media, I, I think that's one of the positives for sure. And um, and I think as far as that's concerned, that's only going to get better. So. Yep. But, All right, man, cool, hey, Sean. Uh, do you have anything pre- else? Appreciate the. No, guys. I appreciate y'all bringing Nate on. I know he's uh, he's. I, I consider him an, an innovator. You know, when it comes to inf- informing the public and the photography that he does to uh, enhance, not necessarily enhance the colors of the animals, but to really bring the personality of the animals to life is. Thanks, I think is what, Thanks, is what hey, changes. Sean. I'll, uh, yeah, what's I'll up, pay Nate? you. Uh, I'll PayPal you the the fifty bucks we'll get off. <laughs> but no, no in all seriousness, so in all in all seriousness, thank because it 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 truly it it you know like the nephros, for example, you know you get people that are into leopard geckos and crested geckos, but when you can show them not just what a a knobtail is, but what it looks like, and you can see the personality in it, and with Nate's um, his sure. post, it really makes people understand that there are other animals in this industry that are incredible to keep and. And it takes a lot of the mystery away and the difficulty away from it when you have somebody that really knows what they're talking about and has the back the experience and the, the time to back that up. So I just wanted to say thanks for that too. So you're awesome, Sean. Thank you so much, man. All right, man. Well, hopefully I'll see you down here in Austin here in a couple uh, to uh, to get that little guy from you. So sounds good, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Sean. Bye. Thanks for calling, Sean. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right, Tim, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. I wanted to make sure we got his call on. No, that's great. <laughs> I feel badly that he was <laughs> he was on the line so long, but uh, yeah, that's good. Sean's a, Sean's a Sean's a great guy, and uh, certainly, um, like I said before, you know when I when he gets an animal from me, I know that it's in in it's in good hands, and uh, I, I I try, you know. I try to vet everyone, but it, but it's hard when you're at a, you know, you're at a show and hundreds of people come by your table and, and you just hope. I mean, I, I think it's it's imperative that that we inform them how to properly uh, take care of the animals because I it, I think it's irresponsible if you we don't and uh, I, I I know everybody agrees with that, but sometimes it's um. It, it it kind of changes the dynamic when uh, when you're when you're doing it for a living and you're trying to pay bills and 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 I, and I that worries me because and I and again I'm not knocking people who who do it for a living um, because I think because I think you can do both I think you can you can be passionate about the animals and do it for a living and um, and and express your love and, and and the care needed for the animals to thrive with every single sale that you that you make and uh and I think that's that should be that should be part of 
um, everybody's business philosophy. Anyway, sorry, I know I've been so preachy, guys. I'm just <laughs> it's no, it's, you're doing great, Nathan. Yeah, we, we, you know, we we. It's hard for me to describe what I do and, and why I do it with with people who have no frame of reference and, and they see a lizard and just see it as as some unwanted pest. And, and I feel like it's my job um, and will always be my job to convey why they're so amazing. And and if you do decide to to work with the animals you need to know um, how to properly take care, not just properly take care of them, but for for them to thrive if we're keeping them in enclosures. So, yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Tim, you with us still? All right, I don't know where Tim is, but I can't hear you, Tim. Um, <laughs> Nathan, why don't we talk a little bit about your photography? And I mean, that's one of those sure. topics that I was most interested in. Um, as a struggling f- photographer myself, it's, uh, you know, any tips you can give us on, like, how to, well, for instance, a lot of our leopard, I, I breed high end leopard gecko morphs and stuff like that. Right. And, right. I mean, it's hard to get these guys to stand still, and it's very frustrating sometimes to uh, even get a good photo. And, and then other times it's really easy they sit still. But how do you what what tips can you give us to help us take pictures and actually get the actual colors out of these animals? Because a lot of times, even I, with the the good good cameras, you can't capture the true beauty sometimes. You're you're absolutely right, which is why and and I don't want to and I I apologize if uh, I I if I get too technical, not necessarily for you, but for the listeners, but. I think it's important. Uh, when I photograph animals, first of all, I shoot um, I shoot raw, which uh, instead of shooting JPEG, I shoot raw. I use DSLRs, uh, Canon Canon 5D Mark III's uh, for animal work. I use a 100 100 millimeter macro lens, and um, I shoot raw, which which essentially means you are telling your camera not to process the image at all, right? You you want every last pixel uh, to manipulate on your own. And so when you get the image back, it's a large file, and then you go in, and, and when you post-process the image, you're going to bring all the color back, you're going to color correct, you're going to sharpen, you're, you're going to... Uh, do everything you need, need to do to make the image as true as you see it. And I don't mean, you know, super saturating the image. I just mean with, this is what I, when I see this animal, this is what it looks like to me, my naked eye. And I do everything I can. So when I pull the image into, um, I go from Adobe Camera Raw to Photoshop. A lot of people use Lightroom. Lightroom and Camera Raw, it's the same develop module. So all your um, exposure settings, all that you're, you're doing, um, it, it, it's the exact same. So, so what I do when I pull it into post is I, I, um, I, do, I do an input. I input sharpen the image because when, when you're shooting raw, uh, you have to input sharpen. And then I add, um, instead of saturation, I add vibrance. 
uh, which which kind of makes the and and you ha- here's the problem, David. Everybody is looking at animals on a completely different monitor, and and you and I both yeah. know that maybe one yeah. percent of those monitors are color calibrated. So what you see yep. and what I see may be completely different, which is why I beg people to color calibrate their monitors if they want to see the true color of, of anything. And that's, that's as easy as getting like color monkey. Granted, you're going to spend a few hundred bucks, but if you're serious about seeing um, as true as possible, seeing the colors of animal or, or, or whatever the subject matter is, you have to color calibrate your monitor period and not just do it once. You got to do it on, a monthly or quarterly basis. I do it on a monthly basis. And uh, mm-hmm. so when I when I send photos to a client and they're like, wow, this is really blown out, this looks terrible, I'm like, well, are you looking at it on a color calibrated monitor? No, typically they're not. So um, I can show them the images uh, and, and print it out and say this, you know, this is what it looks like. And, and so there is some sort of standardization there. Um, but as far as animals are concerned, uh, I shoot raw, um, I post-process, and uh, what, it, as far as lighting, see, I, I use, and, and not that it can't be done with with uh, small hot shoe flashes, but I use I use studio lighting, and I blast I blast the crap out of the animals because I I want because I'm 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 shooting at typically at F16 to F22. So I have to have as much light as possible. I'm not shooting wide open. Um, so I have to, I have to, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm it's about 500 watts of light. And um, so when I'm stopped down to F16, F22, I, I'm trying to get all the animal in focus. You know, I mean, you, you see those images just for the eyes in focus and, and everything else is, um, blurry. I'm trying to get, especially if it's an animal for sale, or I'm just trying to have it like a a. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, just a high quality image of the animal, uh, and and having everything in focus. So probably about f16, f22, and um, I, I use a I use a, a white. Like Formica, you know the 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 um, what they use in kitchens on on counters. I use a white Formica sweep, and uh, and then I have the the light typically overhead, but just at an angle enough to kind of to heat up the background. And um, I, I use one big uh, softbox, and then um, and then in post. I go in and usually because I want, I want the background to be bone white. I want it to be 255 white. So you can, so you can um, composite that image if you, if you need to. And um, so I, I go in post and uh, I, I, I pull the shadows. I, I open up the shadows as much as I can. And, um, I, you know, without getting into, too much mind numbing uh, post processing. What I do is I, <laughs> I open up I, I open up the shadows and I um, uh, I, I, I make the background as as wide as possible 
and then um, – but I want I, – biggest take-home message here is I want the animal to – when you see it in person and you see it online, I want it to be spot on. So I use – when I shoot the animal, the first thing I do is when I photograph the animal, I use a gray card um, that I put on the table – and I take a photo of that. So in post, I can use the little eyedropper tool for the the um, for the. So I nail the white balance every time because if your white balance is off, you're toast. You're done. That's that is that's fundamental. And I know that my lights. I use Ellen Chrome uh, lights, and I know just from doing it, I know they're about fifty fifty one hundred. 5150k. So even if even if I don't have a gray card, I can I can fudge it that way. But I'd like to be able to, you know, put in a gray card and then um, take care of it like that in post. But sometimes I, d- I don't have that um, luxury. So. Mm-hmm. Well, how about how about uh, Nathan? When you do your when you do your first video, you could do a tutorial on uh, I'm going on to. photography. I'm going to. <laughs> For it. I'm working because, on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Because every, uh, everything I'm saying, everything I'm saying right now and telling you guys, a lot of people are like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I understand that because when I started out, I had no freaking clue. I am working on it, and as a matter of fact, I'm writing a step-by-step, uh, and it's the first time I'm mentioning it. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for mentioning it, but uh, <laughs> I am actually doing a step-by-step tutorial for um, shooting animals on a white gra- background, exactly what I've been talking about for a um, uh, for a reptile journal. So um, you guys will have it and you'll have the step-by-step and you'll, you'll see step-by-step and I'll explain it a lot better than, than I am right now. And, and, and certainly um, anyone will be able it will be formulaic and anyone will be able to do it whether you have thousands of dollars of studio lighting or we have hot shoe flashes you'll be able to do it and replicate it over and over and over that's awesome yeah that's definitely something i i need because uh you know trying to uh get decent pictures with my iphone is is uh it's getting really it's old it's tough, <laughs> it's tough. And you don't need, you know, you don't need expensive equipment. That And that was, I think that's the trap that so many people fall into. And I did. I certainly did. When I started my photography career, I'm like, oh, I have to have the best equipment, the best lights. That's, that is nonsense. And a great example of that is, um, and I'll, I will plug this guy, uh, Joey L and, and his name is Joey Lawrence not the whoa guy but, <laughs> <laughs> um, different Joey Lawrence um, Joey J-O-E-Y Joey L dot com check out his work this kid is 20 oh he may be he may be an old man by now he's like 23 24 <laughs> um, he started his photography career at 15 years old with a point and shoot and um, he's worked with some of the biggest clients in the world. And so my point is he was doing stuff with a point-and-shoot that I would kill to do 
with my awesome full frame DSLR rig. You know, so it's not it's not about the camera. It's not. And granted, when you're shooting animals on a white, you are going to need some light. You know, you are going to need some light. But there there are ways to do it without breaking the bank. And um, and and I'm certainly more than willing to share ways to do it. And and that's what's going to be in that tutorial. I'll say, well, okay, fine. If you don't have a thousand dollars for you know a 500 watt strobe, well, here's how you can do it. You can bounce light this way. You can use window light this way. You can open up your ISO. You can. I mean, there there are many ways to do it. Um, and and so that's. I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm as passionate about photography as I am animals. And I love to be able to, to talk about both. So this is, this has certainly been a blast. That's awesome. To, to com- and then you get to combine the both all the time. Yep. yep. Having your own, having your own uh, photo studio and having your own gecko studio right next door to each other. I don't, I don't take, I don't take any of it for granted guys i mean i i know i know i'm lucky to to have what i have and i'm and i busted my butt to 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 do what i do <coughs> excuse me That's and, awesome. um, i don't take a moment of it for granted you you mentioned earlier um you know one of the things you were into you know back in the day uh i'm guessing you know the late 90s or the early 2000s where the the high yellow leopard geckos. Tell tell us a little bit about you know where where you got maybe some of your original breeders from or or what you know what the the culture uh, was Tripper. like back Ron then. Well, I mean, I got a lot of my animals from Ron Tripper back in the day. Um, we at Reptile Solutions we purchased a lot of his animals, and so I was able to go through and pick out. <laughs> the ones that I wanted for me. That was kind of the perks of the, um, sorry, everybody who ever bought animals from us, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's a little dry. I, uh, yeah, I had, um, you know, I never a huge, never a large colony of leopard geckos, but I, I probably had about a hundred or so breeders and, um, I was really trying to clean up uh, animals and make them as as yellow, if you will, as, as I could. And I spent several years doing it. And I think some of those original animals, and, and I am not known. I mean, nobody mentions Nathan Hall and leopard geckos in the same sense. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I certainly put in a lot of hours uh, working with them and, and cleaning up that high yellow um, live bread trait. So, um, but now, you know, it's funny because my, my partner, Scott, you know, he works with some, he's got some really nice leopard geckos and it's pitiful. People come up and they, they start talking genetics to me. I'm like, I just have my finger up my nose. I'm like, you, you want to see a pretty gecko over here? Because you know, I, I, I don't know, and it's amazing. It's amazing how how far. Um, and I love genetics. I love Mendelian genetics, and it's it's really interesting uh, to see kind of how far. And and I've followed. I mean, back when, hey, I'll mention name like Tim Rainwater. You know, <laughs> kind of kind of 
<laughs> we don't talk a lot about Tim, but uh, you know Tim and and uh, um, Ron Trimper for sure, and and Alberto. You know Alberto did a lot with leopard geckos, and and he and I spent many a nights uh, uh, having some German beer and 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 ham and and talking leopard geckos because it's still it still interests me. I, I don't keep any now, um, but but it's certainly still because I'm. Again, I, I mean, I'm a hobbyist by nature, and and so it's still, and especially the genetics, it's it's really interesting to me. And I see, I see all the, I see leopard geckos now. I'm like, my goodness! Like, look at what I was doing in '93, '94, and how I mean, look at how, how look at how far we we've, we've come as far as morphs are concerned. And and you know, I know. People are like, oh, morphs are stupid, this and that. I, it, I, I'm the kind of person, like, whatever makes whatever makes you happy, and if it's interesting to you, and there are plenty of, there are thousands and thousands of people who think leopard gecko morphs are interesting. What, what do they care? What, uh, who cares? I mean, if 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 it's if it interests you and it piques your interest, then then uh, you know, oh, I hate to even say haters are going to hate, but come on, man, it's it's. <laughs> I just just whatever makes whatever makes you happy and and if it's interesting to you and I get it I get it I mean I get it so and if you pinned a lot of those people down and then you cornered them and said I, and really talked to them I mean it's it, it, we, we all do this again this goes back to the fundamental we're all rock flippers you know we all love working with herps because we love animals and that's the bottom line and, and once and once we forget that then you see you've seen what and what happens you know yeah well we, I'm we all have the, the kind of we all have the same addiction of I'm it, always uh, the, uh, in I say you say addiction, and, and I say you know it, it is it's a it, it is it's it is a passion that will never you know it's funny I, I, I joke about this all the time. My stepdad, um, when I was ten years old, he said, "Oh, you'll outgrow this. All kids outgrow this." Probably about two months ago, and being forty years old, I asked him. I said, "So when am I going to outgrow this?" <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm not, you know, and that's and that's what's so cool. Because this is the until I I hope I live to be uh, 110. Because there are way too many cool species to work with, and I want to travel the world. I want to photograph them in the wild. I want to do everything I can to to protect their habitat so my kids can see them in the wild and experience what we experience and getting that, that just that satisfaction of, I mean, come on. I, I, I have hatched out thousands of geckos and I still to this day, after we get off the phone, when I hang up the phone, I'm going to go look in the incubators and, and see what's in there. You know, and, and, and it's like it's like Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. You know? I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's, 
it's always an exciting because you never know. You never know what's going to hatch out. I mean, you know, I've hatched stuff out, and I look at the incubator. I'm like, and do a do a double take, like, holy crap! And you know, you do that dance. You're like, whoa, no way! That's the first ever. I can't believe it. You know, and that doesn't once when that dies, when that excitement dies, then then get out because we don't want you. We don't want you. You know, but as long as you're excited about it, then come on. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd love to sit down and have a beer with you. So. And so, what in the future? What uh, you know, what what shows are you going to be at? You planning on doing uh, Tinley again next year? Are you? I'm doing you Tinley. Do Tinley Texas will shows? be every year. Yeah, Tinley. Um, you know, I don't. Daytona used to be the big show, but I'll tell you right now. So with the limited time I have in my shooting schedule and uh, animals, and I will do Tinley every year, and I will probably do uh, NARBC, Arlington, um, the, the August show, possibly the February show every year, and then some local shows. But really, Tinley, if, if – if you want to see the best of the best, that's what I save it for. And I, I feel like that's kind of the show. I've thought about doing some of the shows out West so I could also go out there and herp as well. <laughs> but uh, um, it's just such a, it's such a time commitment that unfortunately with a three-year-old and, and an 11 month old, I, I can't commit to right now, but uh, eventually, yeah. Um, until as, until you have them until you have them old enough to where they're you're right they're absolutely animals right. yeah and, right yeah Cormac Cormac my three year old he he helps me out um, all the time I really hope I mean you know it's funny my biggest fear is that they just don't care about the animals at all <laughs> that would be, that would be like that would break my heart because my brother my brother has three girls and um they're all like obsessed with reptiles i love it um i'm just i hope my boys and and, and granted you know they're they're around it and i hope that uh i really hope they get into it the way i am it's just cool i can't wait um i can't wait to take my son out herping for the first time and I don't know, man. It, it's it's cool living vicariously through your children and seeing that excitement. And I still get giddy. You know, I still get giddy when I, like I said, when I, you know, walk in and see a pair of geckos breeding or, you know, I, I uh, catch a cool photo. You know, when I get a really, you know, nail that shot and I and I look at the back of the camera and I'm so excited, I run upstairs to, to process the image because I just – I know I nailed it, and those for me that those are few and far between as far as photos go because I'm such a I'm, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to my work. But there are times when I'm like, heck yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I got it, and I think and I think people will will dig it as much as I do, and when they do, it's it's just it's it's a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely. All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to to talk with uh, Nathan about yeah, before we wrap things up? I, 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 you know, I think that's it. Um, I, I think we can end it on, uh, you know, what we said at the top of the show is, um, 
you know, our hearts go out to, to France and, and, and what's going on over there. And um, I, I just, yeah, I know. we all kind of need to come together right now. And um, it's, it's a really, it's a really scary time. Um, but, uh, you know, that's it. I, I'm glad I was finally able to do this. And anytime you guys want me, uh, I'll be glad to talk some more. I can, <laughs> I, as you can tell, I, I can talk and, I, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm passionate. I'm, I'm certainly passionate about this and, and I, I'll never run out of anything to say about, um, our, our hobby, our industry, our passion, because, um, it's, it is time it's so important that we all need to stick together and protect, protect this, this hobby, because if it ever goes away, um, I'll certainly be not, not, no, I, I won't, I, I, I just, I won't be happy. You know, I won't be happy. I need it in and, my life. And, and actually you just reminded me that, that, yeah, that's something that we didn't touch on was, uh, you know, we had Steve Sykes on last time and, uh, Oh yeah. So, so, you know, he, he mentioned a little bit about, you know, I or I mentioned how when I saw him, you know, on Saturday morning, I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm sure he'll be, uh, you know, interested in the lemon frost, you know. And, let's and talk the, about, let's talk and about the for a few minutes. And I really hope Steve's listening right now, that little <laughs> sneaky son of <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> So I've known Steve for a long time. I've I've been a big fan. He's a he's a sweetheart. He's a great guy. Um, he came into town uh, to the Tinley show. On uh, I saw him on Friday. He came back, and I'm like, "Well, Steve, what are you doing here? You know, it's great to see you." And Mister Pokerface was like, "Oh, you know, I'm just <laughs> buying some stuff for my Japanese clients." And, and granted, he bought some my tribe. You know, he bought some animals from us. I'm like, "Cool." And he hung out behind our table behind our tables the whole show okay <laughs> and didn't even didn't even mention nothing nothing and so we go to the auction and what's what's i what's so interesting about that that's the first time i've ever actually gone to the auction and so i go to the auction we're sitting down he's sitting next to me and and he turns to me with this grin on his face i'm like what and he's like you know why I'm why I'm actually here, and at that moment, you know, again, Mister uh, takes me forever to catch on to anything. I'm like, and I finally, I'm like, no freaking way, dude, no way. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm 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 here. He didn't say I'm here to bid on the. He's like, I'm here to get the lemon blast. <laughs> so, so it was a done. It was a done deal already. I'm telling you, it was a done deal. And he got up, so he told me that. I'm like, sneaky. I was like, and he got up and he got away from me because he knew. I mean, I, I, Tim, you probably know this, David. You don't, but I'm, you know, I would have jacked with him the whole time while he's big. <laughs> so he got up from the table and walked away to get to get far away from everyone and to get out in the open so they could see him and to get the perfect spot. And then once the bidding started, and you guys know, I mean, it was it was out of control. And I'm laughing the whole time. I'm like, I cannot believe. <laughs> I kind of felt, I'm like, you didn't even tell me, Steve, why not? You know, but good, because I, you know. 
he he did the right thing. But anyway, that was that was hilarious, and I'm glad. Um, you know, I and again, this goes back to people who are like, oh, why would you spend that? You know what, man? Went to went to the went to a great guy. He's going to do a lot with it. And exactly, his, yeah, his screw company the, screw he, the haters. Who cares? I mean, come he, on. It's just people. It's people who have nothing better to do than to to talk trash. And and we don't, you know, we don't need to waste our time. I, it's it's. I, I'm happy for him. He's a great guy. He's done so much uh, for our hobby passion, and uh, I'm just glad I kind of got to share it with him while I was there. And uh, I uh, I feel a little. I cannot. I still to this day. I'm like, <laughs> you son of a gun. So anyway, <laughs> I it, think that's a perfect. I think that's a perfect way to end this, guys. Um, I had a blast. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, I, I I certainly absolutely. did. Any time, any time you want to have me on again, I'll be more than happy to do it. It was great, yeah. And you got to keep us posted on when you know your your article comes out or exactly sure which what you're working on there. And uh, I sure will. It, it'll be great to to hear more about it, and I can't wait cool. to see it. Cool. Thank Thanks, you so guys. much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, David. Thanks, Tim. Have a good one. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Yeah, he seems like, he seems like, a, like a great guy, Tim. Um, really good interview tonight. Yeah, Dave. So, um, so it's a big, big show next week. I hope you're, I hope you're getting ready. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm gonna call. Uh, I'll call. I'll talk to Ron during the week, and uh, we'll go over what we're gonna discuss. And um, it's always a fun show with Ron. And we're really building up the suspense with this one because he can't. You know, he didn't. It didn't work out last time we were supposed to have him on, right? And then it's been a while. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't uh, reschedule him right away. You know, things didn't work out, but. Uh, it's really cool. And then yeah. actually even the, the last time that we did have him on, I think I had like a whole sheet of stuff that I wanted to get to, and I don't think we did any of it. <laughs> well, we, we always we go up on tangents sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll get, to, we'll get to the important stuff. Whatever we talk about, it'll be interesting. It'll be a good interview, I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, all right, Tim. Well, I guess we'll uh, you know I can talk during the week if you like. We'll go over what we're going to do for Sunday. And uh, um, thanks again for for getting Nathan as a guest. So that was all you. I just want to give you the credit for that. He was a great interview tonight. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and as always, you know, if anybody has questions for for Ron for next week, you know, feel free to shoot me or Dave an email. Um, my email is sliceofthejungle at yahoo dot com. So um, you know. Email us your questions, and we'll uh, look look forward to a, a great show next week. Absolutely. All right, Tim, I'll let you go, and uh, we'll talk during the week then. Cool, Dave. Have a good night. Have a good you night, too. everybody. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, folks, I'd like to thank everybody that hung out in the chat room tonight, and uh, it's always great to have your support. And for those of you that do share our, our posts, uh, it's greatly appreciated. That's how we reach new listeners. Um, I know that's just a few of you that remember to do it, but it is appreciated. Um, 
let's see. What I want to talk about. Well, I want to mention our sponsors, of course, and then we'll wrap things up. Um, let's go from the bottom up this time. Reptilestickers.com. If you guys need anything for your your business or your operation, you want to promote it, you need some logos or graphic design work, stickers, banners, all that kinds of good stuff, contact Reptilestickers.com. And on Facebook, they're Happy Gecko Sticky Situation. That's Rachel. She'll help you out. Uh, if you guys are in the market for racks or incubators, one of the best companies out there right now, Seaserpents.com, spelled C-S-E-R-P-E-N-T-S dot com. They use genuine flexible heat tape made in America, the safest heat tape, and uh, highly constructed, highly, um, uh, very well constructed racks. They use the thicker um, PVC and just really, they're machined like perfect. If you see these things, they're they're square. They're they're just plumb. That's the word I'm looking for, plumb. Just awesome racks. So definitely check out seaserpents.com and also Hotbox Incubators. Hotbox Incubators have built-in lights. Um, all the heating is installed and has a um, thermostat installed as well. They're just plug-and-play ready to go. Okay. Uh, ReptilesExpress.com. If you guys are uh, shipping your animals anywhere in the U.S., you can uh, get the use the company with the best rates for your FedEx labels, and that's ReptilesExpress.com. And you can now use them to ship to Canada and Puerto Rico, which is awesome. So definitely check that out. Sign up. It's free to become a member. And uh, they also have the best shipping supplies. I use their uh, shipping boxes exclusively because they have the thick um, insulation inside to keep our guys nice and warm in the winter and nice and cool in the summer. All right? That's reptilesexpress.com. And uh, if you guys need insects for your your uh, reptiles, uh, the best business that I've found is rainbowmealworms.net. Best rates, best customer service, best variety of different insects to feed your uh, herbs, and uh, all kinds of uh, things that you can use. Uh, over there, they have these um, packages that you can buy that have assortments of things, and uh, definitely a great way to go, great company to use, rainbowmealworms.net. And, of course, don't forget abdragons.com. AB Dragons is an awesome source for roaches. Not only do they carry dubia roaches, but they have a, a variety of obscure roach species that you don't see too often. So especially those of you folks out there that have some obscure geckos and stuff, this may be uh, something you might want to look into. So check out abdragons.com and, and use the code GECKO, all in caps, at checkout for 5% off your order every time. That's for our listeners. All right. And let's see, of course, geckoforums.net. Check out geckoforums.net if you're a hardcore leopard gecko fan, and uh, you'll be able to get a lot of answers to your morph questions and husbandry questions there. So that's geckoforums.net. And, of course, Mr. John Scarborough from Gecko Boa Reptiles. Check out geckoboa.com, one of the best breeders in the U.S. and has highest quality uh, subspecies for leopard geckos, and all of his bloodlines of, of leopard gecko morphs are in the best, uh, they're the best of the best. So definitely check out geckoboa.com and on Facebook, geckoboa reptiles. And of course, Ohio gecko. If you guys like nice tangerines and cool fat tails, check out ohiogecko.com and he does some of the expos in the Northeast as well. All right. And of course, Mr. Wally Kern, who is in our chat room tonight. Check out supremegecko.com. Wally does a great job with day geckos, crusties, uh, micro geckos, all kinds of cool stuff. He's got food. He's got 
all kinds of products you guys can use, and he's got a wealth of information on his website. Lots of stuff there on Supreme Gecko, not just a regular sales site. There's lots of lots of information for you. Last but not least, he's on our show next week, Mr. Ron Tremper. Check out Ron Tremper at leopardgecko.com and his app, LG Pro, in the App Store. All right, and we'll talk more about him next week. Uh, well, we'll talk with him next week, of course. And let's see... Uh, Oh, he's also got another cool app called Left Gecko Care. Don't forget that. And also on his website in the available section, he's got a great price list for you. All right. Awesome animals. All right. Check it out. LeopardGecko.com. All right, folks. Thanks so much for supporting our show. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hope everybody has a great night. Take care. Uh, uh.